Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. Well, we... Okay, that's cool. That's the four of us. Um, we have two beautiful boys. And so we only had the two boys, um, and so we're collecting our girls. Our eldest son, Jared, that was taken at his wedding three years ago, um, but actually they look just like that today. Um, so we got a daughter three years ago, and we're about to get our second daughter in September this year as we have the next uh, wedding coming up. So we really love doing life together. As Mark said, we, we do ministry together. Both of our boys are on our team with us. And so we work together. And so a lot of people just go like, oh, that's a lot of serpentines in one place. But you know what? We absolutely love God together. And um, my youngest son paid me the biggest compliment last night when I said, um, you know what dad and I are going to do tomorrow night? And he said, yeah, that's really cool. And I hope that you do it in church. And I said, yeah, well, dad said he's going to do it in church. And he said, that's great. Because he said, you know, mom, I'd rather hear from you and dad because I've actually watched you for all these years. And so we just love it. We love doing life together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and heritage of, of our uh, with all my heart, are endangered species. Uh, we're living in a world where God instituted marriage institute, the church, and the devil is against both. And he really is, is doing everything he can to come against it. And I learned this in our marriage. You can just keep the picture straight. Enrichment course once, and we were going like, oh, point one, great, truth, 
1.2 great, 3 great, 4 great, 5 great. Why did we bother to come here? 5 great, 6 great, 7 great, 8. <laughs> Better sort that one out. Uh, so even if there's just one thing that you can take home with you tonight, just to encourage you to enrich your marriage, that's worth it. Mark always said, if we can just make our marriages 1% better, how good is that? Are we going to spend a long time together? Because I really believe that um, divorce isn't something that happens suddenly. It's a slow erosion, just like the sea that comes against the shore and you find that it just slowly it creeps up on you. And so we want to just talk about different things that will make a difference uh, in our lives. And I want to talk about um, the pillars of a relationship because it's so important that you understand that just as, as, as we start. Because the Bible talks about a foundation and having a firm yeah. foundation, and we need that foundation. 1 Peter 2 4 talks about our foundation is Jesus Christ. It's His marriage. Jane and I, it's His marriage, and, and uh, I give Him all the glory for it. But I really think these four pillars are there to take the weight of this union that you've entered into or about to enter into if anybody's engaged. Uh, and it's, it was, it was by support. And so the four of them are physical, emotional, spiritual. And social. All of those make a difference. And uh, the physical side, making love, uh, that is so important. And I think it, it, those who just got married, it's more than towels. It makes a towel. Putting a towel up worthwhile, I promise you. And it's nothing to be ashamed about that phrase, making love. You know? you know, when those photos went up, I was going like, and so? It's like, it's 35 years later. Can I still send pictures like that? Because some men don't learn, girls. I'm just saying the towels still stay on the floor. But it's okay. So now we're back to physical. <laughs> but I'm talking about, this is the same point. It's the physical side. It's that, that closeness, that yeah. touching. Uh, you know, when, when couples come to me and they, they get married and put things in, they come to us, they're like sit on top of each other. You know, we'll have a double couch this side and a single one, then they'll both sit in the single one, you know. And I hold hands and you want to get married and you're so excited. But you know, 20 years later, maybe they sit in the front of our lives when they come to talk to you. Yeah. And it's to keep that physical side alive all the time, you know, that kindly, that expression of love. Jen and I, a, a couple of years ago, we went to a, uh, a, a holiday. Um, oh, just a getaway for a weekend. just holding hands when you go to the shop. It's just the little physical touches of just touching a shoulder as you walk past. It reassures them, I think. And it doesn't mean with the honey, I know that. But as life goes on, it can be something. 
by, you don't hold hands. We yeah. are very touchy-touchy. Uh, still now, you know, my boys will still say, Mom, Dad, get a room. You know, and I'm 60. So, uh, so what I'm saying is, it shouldn't die. Yeah. Keep it alive. Yes. Work on it, especially guys. You know, you can, yeah. you can get into such an easy run mm. uh, that, that things just follow on all the time. And it's not so good. And look, it's good. that physical side will come under pressure as you're going along. I mean, it's pregnancy. That's a good one to look forward to. <laughs> Wait until then. isn't what you are receiving from your spouse, maybe you need to change so that you're the one who's giving that side to your spouse, and then you'll start to see that you receive it. Because what you give, you do receive. Our marriage counseling, this is the truth, was when we went to the minister to marry us, and we said, you want to get married, and do we have a course that we have to do? Could I understand this before or after? And he looked at us and said, Two months into our marriage, Jesus left our marriage, you know. We had to try and work through this. And, and so the spiritual side, that they just told us, if your spiritual side is right, then your marriage will be fine. But it's so important to understand the physical, keep it alive, yeah. uh, really do that. Your emotional, yeah. best friend, keep your yeah. things together. Go for a walk and have ice creams or whatever. You can often say go to the strand of 
spiritual side is so yes. important. For me, that's the growing together in God. It's the growing together that's the important thing. So many people are like the seesaw, the ones up, the ones down spiritually, and that's not so good. And so um, when, you, when you get married, you don't cease being an individual before God. And you have a responsibility to connect with God and to, and to work with God. And so every one of you, you need a personal walk with God. And yeah. so we have to continue challenge us. Where are we yeah. in God? Remember that triangle that I showed you. Um, but um, do things together. Now, Jan and I, we, we'll talk about that just are complete opposites. They once asked my son in, in, in um, Sunday school, uh, how do you know exists? And my youngest son, Caleb, who was very small, he said, well, mom and dad are so different, but they still love each other. <laughs> <laughs> but Jan is a night person, I'm a morning person. I'm up at five, I'm awake, I do my stuff. into what we've already been talking about in the four pillars, um, and it'll just expound a little bit more about that. But I think the first one that we're going to look at is just thinking that if you've been married for a long time, or if you've been married for any length of time, somehow your marriage is secure, and it's okay. And I think a marriage, as in any relationship, is something that you have to continually work at. It is never, ever there. 
you go through amazing seasons and you think this is fantastic. But you know, the, the reality is there's, there's sometimes, and it's a decision, it's a decision to work on it. There's sometimes that, especially for girls, we're very emotional and we look at this man and we just go, oh God, what were you thinking? That you were thinking of me when you gave me this man, how wonderful you are. And there are other times we go like, God, what were you thinking when you gave me this man? You know, and, and that is the reality of it. And it's something that we have to work through all the time. Just because you have been married for a while does not mean that your marriage is impervious to different things happening. We are finding in this country that the divorce rate for marriages over 20 years, 25 years, over 30 years is increasing, which is incredibly sad. And uh, so we just want to know. We don't invest in each other. You can go in different directions. But what you have in common is your children. And yeah. if your children leave home, you realize you've got a stranger. Who's yes. this person? Because we've invested everything in, in our children, yeah. in our the children's function, the children's school. Yeah. So, so it's so important that you keep that common ground together. You keep those emotional things that you do together yeah. uh, in that. Because I know people that have great sex, but they get divorced. Uh, I'll be honest. Yeah. And, and so you've got to understand, uh, you separate before you divorce. And so thinking your marriage is secure is, is not uh, a wise. You never pass there. And, you know, don't leave your symptoms unattended. And I want to just talk quickly about how we resolve conflict. And I'll give you an example of it because you've got to understand something. Uh, nothing is too small. And, and so conflict will arise, differences will arise. Somebody will feel out of joint and, and something's not going right. And, and what we did in our family was we, we go to movies, we love movies. So it was Jan and I and the two boys. And we would go to the movie house and then we'd have a vote to say what movie should we see. And so we would all vote. Rebo one, the boys. <laughs> Princess Diana. <laughs> Three boys, Rambo one. Next time we go, Rambo two, Rambo three, Rambo four, Troy, Black Hawk down. Oh, all those kind of stuff. And so we started traveling back in the car, and, and Jan would be up in the mist. What's wrong? Nothing. Every alarm bell rings, but nothing. You know. Okay. And, and so I want to just go through some of these things. When there's a nothing, identify the problem. Yeah. You have to identify the problem. No problem is too small. And, and it's so important that you understand that what is causing the tension. We need to talk about it. We can't bury this at, 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 at the problem. So you identify the problem. The problem is I feel that you guys are ganging up against me in this situation. Then after that, discuss your feelings. How do you feel about it? Well, this is how you Because you can't ignore the issue. It will grow. And 20 years down the road, this little splinter is fixed. It's grown. And, and you, you find yourself yeah. in trouble. But I think both parties need to actually just level up and talk. You need to say what it is. Yeah. Yeah, now that 
Down was about. So I all go, okay. I didn't know. And he wanted to go to see Black Hawk Down. And I didn't know what it was, but it was my turn to choose the movie. So he said, no, it's actually a really nice, gentle, romantic movie. And I said, Mark, I don't know the name. Like I hadn't even seen the poster. I went, the name just doesn't sit well with me. Doesn't sound like a chick flick. He went, you'll have no problem. So we're going to the movie house. I still haven't seen a poster. I don't know what I'm going to see. I was obviously blind on the way into the movie house. We sit down in the seat, and I'm going, Mark, really, I really don't want another guy movie tonight. I really don't. So he stands up in this full movie house, and he says, sorry, everybody. Um, my wife has a problem. She wants to see a tick flick tonight, and I've told her the Black Hawk Down is okay. It is okay, isn't it, everybody? And the whole movie house went, oh, it's cool. It's a tick flick. It was Black Hawk Down. <laughs> it was hectic. <clears throat> but the second point is selfishness and preoccupation with you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. My heart, you know? um, and, and be careful not to make it all about you. Yeah. It's so easy to fall into that trap. Ephesians 5 25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Ephesians 5 22 uh, says, this, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. That, that word submit show favor. And we need to show favor in an area. It's not about, you know, being there. We've been joking and laughing about it and that, but really when people come to us with marriage problems, we are absolutely amazed at how many times we hear me, my, I coming through the conversation. I don't like, and it, it doesn't make me feel good, and he does, she does, he said, she said, and I feel this, and it's my this, and, and you know, it, it has to be about the other person. No one files for divorce, no one files for divorce worrying about their spouse's needs. You know, it's always about I yeah. and mine. And the word sin has the letter I right in the middle. Yeah. And so you've got to guard against that. 
that selfishness of, of that preoccupation with yourself. Then immaturity. Immaturity is one of, I think, uh, when one person in, in a marriage refuses to grow up and, and to mature in that. It says this, 1 Corinthians 13, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away or childish things behind me. And so there comes a time to go beyond that. Pouting must cease. SMS But you know the reality was we got married when I was very young and I have an ex- well I had an exceptionally good relationship with my dad and because of that he spoiled me a lot and I had my dad pretty much wrapped around my little finger. And if I looked at him and I wanted something, I was like, hi, Dad. You know, can I? And I remember in the early years of marriage, Mark turned around to me once and he said to me, Jan, I am not your father. Don't look at me like that. Stop having a tantrum. It's not going to happen. We're not going to do that. And actually, I had a big wake-up call because I had to realize that's exactly what I was doing. I was manipulating a situation because I was actually being immature through the whole thing. And I was trying to get my way through that. Um, and I had to start growing up. I mean, I was a married woman, and I was 21 years old. There were things I had to do as a wife. That, you know, I had to get it together. But even in your marriage, there comes a time when the planning has to start. You've got yeah. to start planning your future. You've got to start planning, uh, you know, where you're going to live. You know, in our house, I make all the big decisions. Jan made all the small decisions. Big decisions like she's a
you know. But but you've got to do that for each other. You've got to be there for each other. Don't try to manipulate things to go your own way. Um, it's so important that you do that. Their lack of commitment. Your mate needs to know that regardless of what happens, you will not leave him or not leave you. I made that joke, you know, just now, um, that uh, divorce never murder often. But you know what? There's no back door. Yeah. It's not. We are committed. Yes. And we are there for us. Have we been through some tough times in our marriage? Yes. Not yeah. divorce tough times, but tough times. Yeah. But you know what? We committed to each other. Yeah. We committed to our God. And, and we will push through those areas in our lives. So we are both incredibly strong personalities. And that is the one thing that I have so appreciated about Mark is that he has just let me be me. He's never tried to mold me into something that I'm not. And so he has just let me develop to be me. And that is a huge gift. And I just want to say, husbands, do not be afraid of a strong woman. Because if she's yours, you're safe. She will love you. She'll be fine. Um, sometimes people want to back away from that. But you know that commitment that even if, I'm, if I am strong or I am doing something, that he's okay with that is just a huge confidence booster for me as we have just got, gone through the years of being married. We live in a committed society. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is. Wherever yeah. you look around, people aren't, you know. Yeah. And I think that a key to happiness is a cross. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's so important that you do that. And so a lack of commitment can cause yeah. a problem in a marriage. Mm. Uh, number six, promiscuity. We live in a, in a sex-driven society. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's around us. And I want to tell you something. A marriage can never, ever compete with the temporary thrill of a casual affair. It's impossible, you know. Um, in that affair, you don't have the towels lying on the floor, you know, kind of thing. It doesn't happen there, you know. You only see the best in the other person if you're having that affair. And, you know, you don't wash their underwear. Those patches are the most important 
because it is a covenant love where you say, I choose to love you. We push through this, and all marriages have all three of those loves in them. But when you have mastered cold love, the other two will always come back. And you'll go through that and push through to what's waiting for you. It doesn't stay in one area or the other. It's just in fluid motion all the time because life is happening around you. There are different things that are going on, different pressures around you. Got your hearts, guys. Yeah. As my younger son said, when you saw a vision of dinosaurs going past. But, um, and uh, I used to come out with Jen. Jen always looks great. She does. And uh, she's not a morning person when she wakes up. It's like scary. <laughs> You know, and I, I want to add it, and I want to actually just like toughen it up a little bit for you girls. Because when you met him, you really looked after yourself. And you made yourself look great when you went to, out together and when you spent time together. And then you got married, and suddenly you thought it was okay to drop those nice outfits and only ever be in a tracksuit. And you know when your undies have actually, they're so old, they've got like a gray color because you've washed them so many times, you hung them out, and you know what? And while on the one hand you could say, okay, we changed. I did change. I'm not the same size or shape. Like, gravity's real. Um, you know? But the thing is, I still think he deserves the best me. So 35 years later, he still deserves the best me. And I need to constantly make that effort. And you know what? You need to constantly make that effort too. It doesn't mean... (laughs) But it doesn't mean you need to always have like the most expensive or just make an effort. You can. You know, you must learn to speak. Yes. Uh, We had a guy recently, not in our church, but he... Why, why, why? And she looked at me and she said, well, when you got married, she said, I love black underwear, so I'll be buying it for you. Jenny, 
that. <laughs> I was in church and I had a meeting with Jesus the other day and I said, who made this stupid rule? And they all looked at me and said, you did. <laughs> okay, I'd be charging. Stress. You know, yeah. both of you are working. Can you come to a place where you have no time for each other? You have yes. to make time for each other because I believe stress can destroy your marriage. Really. We went through a time where we were working so hard for God that we hardly knew each other. It yeah. Was like, go, go, go. And then we, 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 we always said Monday was our day off. We never took it. And then we said, okay, Monday night will be our day off. Yeah. And, and until we realized, well, we're going to stop this. And now we are very strong. Uh, unless it's a day we have our day night. You know, and, uh, and we go out uh, once a week, have our day night. It's so important that you have that time together. Yeah. You don't have to spend money for a bad night. You don't walk on the beach and have an ice cream. Yeah. It's about being together. I always, um, I have to be honest, I'm a bit of a workaholic, so I mean, I can just keep going. Um, but I always use that as an excuse. And I think there's some of you probably in the room tonight who are using that as, you know, but there's so much to do at work, uh, or there's so much to do at home, and I still have to do one more thing, and it's just one more thing after this. And Mark once said to me, you know what? If your mother phoned you, you would actually sit down and you would talk to her for like half an hour to 40 minutes and you would have no problem doing that. And he said, you have to do that for yourself and you have to do that for me. You have to just give that time. And you know, it was so true because if we make that decision, we can actually change everything. You can actually fit everything in. It's called working smarter, not harder. And so you can make those adjustments, and but it comes down to a choice. It's like, what is valuable to you? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. notices that. I love it that he sees that. Because sometimes I know that I'm in it, but I don't know what to do about it. Have you ever felt like that? You know that things are running out of control, but you just don't really know what to do. And you need to have your partner, your friend, just actually look in on your world and go like, hey, I think you just need to take a bit of a time out here. It's important because, you know, I can get to that place can destroy your marriage. Um, because the thing that brought you together actually had nothing to do with money. You know? Uh, it was all about being together. Yeah. yeah. Being together at that time. And it, I think it can be kept to a place where it's so easy to lose sight of that. Yes. And in our community, and we, we work with a lot of people that are under tremendous financial pressure. And so we just teach it. We just say, you need to go to plastic surgery. You need to go to plastic surgery in your marriage. And that means get your plastic yeah. Yeah. Because you earn a hundred grand a month and you spend ninety nine grand a month. Heaven. You earn a hundred grand a month and you spend a hundred ten grand a month. You don't see it. Yeah. 
also know that in every marriage, there's one who's good with money and one who isn't. Or even if you're both pretty good, one is still better than the other one. And it's not a gender thing at all. And so you need to figure out which one of you is the better one and let them do it. Just let them figure it out and let them handle it. to an agreement though uh, that whichever person was interfering if it was a family member in particular whoever's family it was had to deal with it and sometimes it's difficult so if my mom who is also a very strong person uh, if she started just like pushing everybody's buttons it was my job to deal with her and when it was Mark's mom doing that he had to tell her not to come back again. That was his job. It wasn't my place to go and have an argument with his mother. Yeah. Yes.
And then they realized that all this couple did was our differences in our marriage. They kept telling us how different we are, which we are. It's true. We are totally different. But they kept pointing it out. Yeah. 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 Because at the end of the day, your differences together make you strong. It's okay to be different. You're supposed to be. If you're both the same, one of you isn't necessary. So you actually can be different. I think God should be like in third point. What do you say? Yes. I said if you're both the same, one of you is not necessary. That's true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But you know, God is the third party. Yes. Going back to that, it's Jesus and the two of us. And, and even just bringing in the God thing, you know, Mark has said, are we praying together? Like our time of praying together. Well, Mark came out of a much more staunch movement than I came out of. And by the time I gave my heart to the Lord, um, church life had changed from a lot of mainline situations. So like, I was like, oh, you're praying to God. Like, okay, cool. God, can you sort this out? And I, I was very chilled and relaxed and he nearly had a heart attack. Prayer time to God, even when you're in a complex situation, it can be simply as simple as, you know what, God, you're with us in this. This isn't working. I, this is really a bit tense at the moment. Please, can you just help us to unwind and calm down? And it can be as simple as that. It doesn't have to be a whole prayer thing. You know, just include God in your relationship all the time. Because what Jan doesn't is Jan likes to have the last word. <laughs> so if we have a, a discussion that's heated, and then I will say, da da da. <laughs> Sometimes I can make this. No, Mark and Candace are different. Like, they're not like this Mark and Jan. And let me tell you, having the name of Jan, Serpentine, and Paul is interesting. It is really, it's Jan Serpentine, when he battle off. Always. Exactly, you understand. Uh. More than anything, to learn to keep your point of perfection, and, 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 and the fasting 
Yeah. Uh, that, that can happen in your life. Uh, the more you'll receive what God's got you, the better your marriage will be. Um, and what I love about it, Jan's best um, argument point, or whatever I want to say that she's got, is she's got a terrible memory. And so she doesn't remember other arguments. <laughs> Genuine, you know, I'll think, oh, I'm going to get it now. And she's forgot it. It's like, Jan is a genuine person that when it's over, it's over. Genuinely over. And it never comes back again. And so I put it down, either good memory or she just learned to forgive me unconditionally, you know. But, um, but it's actually, I really can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. very dysfunctional family. And um, every argument, I heard the argument from 50 years ago, you know, leading up to the argument that was now. Yeah. You know, and, uh, don't do that, you know. We did have a lot of discussions in the early years of just saying, you know, just from what we had seen in our two families, there were things that we really did not want to replicate. We didn't want to go that route. And sometimes that is really a difficult step to make because that is your natural default. That's all you've learned. That's all you've seen. That is that is your example. And that was one of the things where Mark said, if we have an argument Please, I don't want to hear about what happened last week in the argument last week. You know, this is a fresh one. And he thinks, yeah, no, but he thinks, oh, we did argue a lot in the early days. I mean, it's like, we did. But we learned to actually deal with that. But the thing is, he thinks that that is actually amazing, but I really don't remember. I really, really don't remember. But that means that I also really, really, really don't remember a lot of other things that I probably should be remembering that he has to remember for me. And I've forgotten them already because that was like two days ago and who knows what happened two days ago. It was like two days ago. <laughs> you can't change what happened in the past. Just admit it. Yeah. Quit it and then forget it. Yeah. And I really think that's important for a marriage. You know, because all that you have left is the future. Imagine if Jesus would be going to him and say, oh, I remember when I was on the cross. Eh? Yeah, I remember that time. I mean, I got dropped. Jesus doesn't do that. You know, he, when you come to him, he says, Jesus says, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they do. Yeah. And so he's there for us. It's so important. And then comparing. People that compare. You know, constantly comparing yourself, spouse to other people is unhealthy. You know? Because before long, you are convinced that the cross is greener on the other side. And so stop comparing. The cross is greener speaking portrait Yeah, this one, that one, this one. No, it's like church. Enjoy the church. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like to, I like to, I like to, I like to, I hang around with, with those songs that tell around, you know, there are a lot of big churches, you know, and uh, I was always like, striving. Then I realized, okay, I'm going to join you now. And I said, yeah, okay, and then join you, which I am doing. that God's got his hand on the two of you, that God has a God plan for the two of you, that it's not just about your lives, your kids, your home, your job, but there's something that the two of you can do for God's kingdom and he hasn't made a mistake in putting you together. There's a reason for it and and it's bigger than just you. I mean, Mark and I coming together all those years ago was way bigger than just the two of us as individuals. And I think every marriage is given a very good opportunity at some stage to separate. I think there is not a marriage in the world that doesn't have that opportunity where where the devil really just comes in and goes, like, it'll be better if you're not together. or it'll be better. But I believe God has a plan for you, and he's got a plan for you to actually step into something awesome. When I was six years old, I was the captain of the boy, and just my aunt was the mother. And I went down to pray one day against my bed. That's my bed. I was, I was four. Uh, and um, I used to have a prayer against Jesus coming to me. Suffered. Whatever, whatever. I used to be able to quote it. I've uh, suffered he to come to me. So I was praying this prayer. Help. Anyway. And so she said, What are you praying? So I said, I'm praying. The prayer says, No, 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 no. You must just talk to God. And she was in the Christian. I know that. God putting it together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the devil does come against you. He wants to break the family home. 
But yeah. it's not a mistake. It's not an accident. And God yeah. And just, just a little bit of like parenting 101 to just quickly slip in here. When we had two boys, I figured out like, I'm not going to have any more. So I'm never going to have this little girl that I wanted. And because um, I actually thought you had a boy and a girl. And then the second one wasn't a girl. It was just another boy. Um, and so I thought, well, if I'm not going to have the girl, then I don't want to lose two sons. I want to gain two daughters. And so from the time that they were like two years old, I actually started praying over them. As I was sleeping at night saying, God, I'm praying for the girl that they're going to find one day, who they're going to marry, who they're going to settle down with because we want to gain daughters. Both of my boys have found their spouses in the house, in our house, at Church on the Rock. Both of the girls were in church. Both of the girls love Jesus. They are true daughters. I mean, to the extent that they'll walk into my house and go like, oh, we've got something that we're going to, can we just run in quickly to use your hair dry? Can we use your hair iron? Have you got any makeup that I can borrow? Have you got any clothes that I can borrow? Um, you know, so they're true daughters to me. And it, it, what you pray for, what you trust for, what you expect for, God can breathe over and he can do incredible things to bring that to pass. Number 12, the wrong environment. The wrong environment. Um, don't allow yourself to be in the wrong place. You know, David, uh, the Bible says in 2 Samuel 11 12, at the time when kings go out to battle, David remained in Jerusalem and walked on the roof of the king's house. And there he was the first time ever to see a UFO. An unclear female object was there before the king. God, where you go. Next point, quickly, jealousy. Um, the jealousy that the world is, is facing now is not jealousy of another person, but jealousy of their partner's success, uh, yeah. their partner's perks in the office. Yeah. Uh, there's so many different things that can be that their, their position, their title, you know, and, and so a lot of guys battle because we live in a world where, where a woman It's so important. Um, incompatibility. Um, you've got to understand opposites attract each other. This is the important one. I think most people marry like somebody and say, oh, they're my opposite. You know, and uh, the thing that attracted you in being opposite can be the very thing that irritates you afterwards when you've been married for a while, you know. And so you find somebody that's awesome. So uh, I love that he organizes such beautiful events for me before we marry. Now all of a sudden he's a control freak. And, and you can see it from, from that side yeah. of things, you know. Or I love the way she looks uh, good for me in this thing. Uh, you know, she always looks good when I pick up. She always looks good. She looks great. But then after we married for a while, uh, she's always late. She's never ready. She's always in the mirror. She's always doing something. What I'm trying to say is God against those things in your marriage. Yeah. The incompatibility. God's put you together and you can work together in that. Difference is not wrong. Please, you've got to understand yeah. that in your marriage. Different is not wrong. We are very different. Yeah. I sometimes look in, the, in, the, in a mirror or something, I think, 
Who's that short person next to me? Oh, it's Jan. <laughs> All right. Difference not wrong. You've got to understand. And lastly, role reversal. Um, and I'm not talking about dominant woman or you know, some ordinate man in the situation that, that is there. I'm talking about a woman that has to assume all the responsibilities for their home, for their children, because the guy's absent or the guy's busy or the guy's not there anytime. And, and I understand there's seasons for that. And seasons maybe. There was a season when I was in business. Uh, I worked in Joburg. She lived in Durban. I commuted back and forth for like uh, a few years just on the weekends to fly home. I understand that. But you've got to understand, I really believe spiritually, God has placed a man as the head of the home spiritually. And there's different responsibilities. You need to define that in your life. But I, I really believe, I'm going to talk as a man to the men. You can't have healthy children if you don't have a healthy marriage. And you can't have a healthy marriage if you're an unhealthy man. And so a happy man will produce a happy wife. And a happy wife produces, I believe, together a happy family. And then the children will be happy. So out of a godly man comes a godly wife. Out of godly parents uh, come godly children. And it starts with the man. So I think you've said enough. Yeah. Don't worry about the other slides. Um, but just remember, affection. The difference between guys and girls. Just put that up quickly, and I'll show you. From the book, His Needs, Her Needs. Do you want to talk about that quickly? Women's needs are obviously very different to a man's needs. So the five top women's needs that they have um, assessed just through speaking to thousands and thousands of girls was the first one, girls need affection. The second one is conversation, not just headlines. So, guys, you actually need to speak to your wife. Uh, The third one is honesty and openness. The fourth one is financial support. Even if she was the major breadwinner in the family, she still needed to feel that the husband was supporting and helping with financial income. And the fifth one was family commitment, that the dad was there to be a dad to the children. And then his needs. This is fact. Here's the book. Combine. His first need. Sex. Yeah. they say. Or a plate, someone to do things with. A good-looking wife. Uh, peace and quiet at home. And it sounds very like, not PC, but very similar, hey? And need you to be proud of him. Men need to receive admiration in their lives. And that whole book just talks about those points. But in conclusion, a weak marriage leads to a sick marriage, and a sick marriage can lead to a dead marriage. And so I want to end with this scripture. Nehemiah 4.14 it says this, Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight, and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes.